0: You're the owner here, Mr. Lundegaard?
1: Nah, i executive sales manager.
0: Well, you can help me. My name's Marge Gunderson. My
1: father-in-law. He's the owner.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I'm a police officer from up Brainerd, investigating some malfeasance. And I was just wondering if you'd had any new vehicles stolen off the lot in the past couple of weeks. Specifically a Tancala Sierra, Mr. Lundegaard. Brainerd? Yeah, yeah. Home of Paul Bunyan, babe, the blue ox. Babe the Blue Ox. Yeah, Yeah, you know, we got that big statue up there. (laughs)
2: up what do you mean no
3: i've been up since like 7 30. oh i just saw you tweeted i'm having a hard time waking up or something
2: oh no that's a this is travis scott lyric ah
3: (laughs) you're doing ethan's favorite thing this morning what the hell is waz talking about (laughs) something about fried chicken i saw fried chicken that's racist i don't (laughs) want i don't want to hear about this guy's fried chicken (laughs)
2: Look at him.
3: <laughs> what was that? I don't want to hear about this guy's fried chicken recipe. Or oh,
2: I'm not going to read a detailed description of that homie's chicken, which is Stormy Daniels came out with a detailed description of Donald Trump's dick. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's way too early for you this, know, man. Yeah, hey, I don't that, I don't. That's why I, that's why I went hyper cryptic on that one. I don't want to get too uh
3: too political <laughs> okay. early, but is it possible that they're gonna get rid of this guy, Kavanaugh? Um, I
2: still think it's, it's looking it's on the it's on well, the fence, man. It's on the fence. It's it's in a way that like nobody thought was even possible just a week ago. It's in danger for sure.
4: I just I don't I don't have any because
2: trust. The, because the Jesus freaks you know they can tolerate a lot but out and out rape you know that that's a line too far. Just gluttony and just hating poor people and non whites that's cool but, yeah, but rape of the rape, public is cool. But,
4: but Roy Roy Moore barely got out right right <laughs> Boy, like man. barely and that was yeah. I'm not gonna say worse that was just more prevalent right. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, hey, Tom, what's up? I got the Hurricanes here now, by the way. It's in Connecticut. Today. Have fun with that. <laughs> How, the weird it?
5: thing was the Yankees game was postponed till seven o'clock tonight. So I yeah. guess it's supposed to come in and out early this morning.
3: Yeah, it's they usually move quick, you know.
5: Uh, still talking about baseball here? Sorry, we were just talking about Stormy Daniels, but um. Yeah, my my uh, my parents had tickets to the Red Sox Yankees game today, and since it got postponed until seven, uh, they're not going to make it because little late. For my mom. So she's she's bummed out.
3: Uh, how is it at your place right now?
5: Oh, that's my phone. Um, it is dry. Uh, I just filled three garbage bags, giant garbage bags, full of leaves, and removed all the branches from my yard, and we Damn. got lucky. So. Nice we're good um nice. a lot of trees down in our neighborhood though so we we're not in a floodplain. there's no river there's no bay there's nothing in charlotte we're inland
4: so you live on a golf course right
5: <laughs> yeah uh no so the uh, i think it's putt putt
6: oh right uh,
5: yeah so uh yeah we're, we we got out okay but Lumberton, North Carolina, which is where uh, Michael Jordan's father was was murdered. That place, Lumberton, got like feet feet of rain. Like it is underwater, the entire city. So there's a, there are a lot of North Carolina parts that got way worse than Charlotte. We got got lucky. Uh,
3: Johnny boy, what's happening? What's what's happening? You tell me, buddy.
6: Man. I, I I pick up the phone and we're talking hurricanes and we're talking uh-huh. Supreme Court. Hello. I mean, like, yeah. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to back to back, John. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Can't wait. Well, imagine, imagine Lumberton. Like you're known for where Michael Jordan's dad got murdered. Like that yeah, can't that be. Was... That can't be on the Welcome to Lumberton sign, right? <laughs>
6: That's a wild first fact. You put that on a billboard, I'd think. Right. Yeah. I mean,
5: There's you got to get tourism cu- somehow. There's been a couple big stories about Lumberton and the Lumbees, the uh, the Native American tribe that can't get recognized by the centralized uh, Native American uh, Bureau. I don't even know what you call it, but there's Indian this Bureau of uh,
3: Affairs, I believe. Yeah,
5: maybe. Yes, yeah, so there was a like I think Washington Post had this long investigative report about L- the Lumbees in Lumberton. Um, so they've got that going for them too, Lumberton. Wow. Which is yeah. nice. Which is nice. Yeah.
6: yeah if you the, put
7: that on the billboard, it's got to say home of Michael Jordan in big and then in really small father's death. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is.
4: Yeah,
6: just like a little parenthetical. Yeah. An asterisk maybe? Yeah, a little. Oh, little and, then, and then down in the corner? Down yeah. in the bottom corner. Yeah. Footnote? Yeah. Trolley tours.
3: Good. What? Come- Come take a trolley tour. You know what I'm saying? A
6: tour of the death?
5: <laughs> I, a tour so of the murder? What? Hey. Speaking of Chicago Bulls it happens. <laughs> Nice transition.
4: <facts>. Like <laughs> that that, is, that transition? is a good transition. <laughs> but i you off and do an intro. Welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Back to Back Podcast on the Count of Things Network. By the way, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash count of things and uh, become, uh, become part of the family, the extended family of our great podcast community. I'm your host, Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is running this whole show. We've got Tom Haverstrow next to Lumberton, North Carolina. We've got Anthony Mays in San Francisco. We've got Big Waz in the uh, in the beautiful west side of Los Angeles, I'm assuming. Yes, Uh, sir. We've got we've got the one and only John Krasinski. You've seen him in the office. You've seen (laughs) him
3: in a quiet place.
4: Uh, and you've also seen them all over the athletic, uh, the athletic Minnesota covering the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I mean, just nothing but but high hopes and good vibes coming out of the Target Center right now, John. Uh, tell me about how happy this team is. Puppy breath and cinnamon—that's what it's. So, that's what it I is start, around here. It's time for you and and your and your coworker Shamshirina. Like you guys. Oh, an apology for just a gross
1: <laughs> bit yeah.
4: of misreporting when you guys had the audacity to report that Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau were going to meet yesterday and the meeting's today. How do you screw up such a
6: story? I mean, how you know you can't can't believe anything you read these days. As, as I mean, our favorite I mean, uh, All Star said last night. So, have
4: you, have you apologized to Jimmy Butler?
6: Uh, as soon as I get in front of him, I will. Absolutely. I'm, I've been doing some soul searching and, you know, kind of looking back through where things went wrong. But, uh, when, when he gets here, if he gets here, I will get down right in front of him, get on one knee and, and yeah. beg for his forgiveness. So let, let's right. hope that, uh, let's hope I get that opportunity before, before you get that
4: opportunity. What are, what are, what's he going to discuss with uh, Tom Thibodeau?
6: yeah, I think it's you know it, it kind of uh, we've heard all of these rumors and all this speculation and all of this sort of tea leave reading um all summer long about the discontent, about you know the chemistry issues, about uh, Jimmy Butler's concerns, I think, about with the direction of the team and and just where they can go, uh, how high they can go in the Western conference. And so my in, you know, my background and, and, uh, reporting is just telling us in Choms as well, is that he wants to sit down with Tibbs and say, look, man, where, you know, where is this thing going and what's your vision for not only just making the playoffs, but for actually becoming a factor in the Western conference that can win series and, and, and eventually contend for championships. Because the one thing that he's told everyone and, and anyone whenever he's in front of a microphone or not is that now he's 29 years old and he wants to win championships and oh so, so old he's so old He is so old he's, so, <laughs> he's getting washed Wash. so uh yeah totally but you know hey look he's had injuries he's you know he's he's gone yeah, through all this fair. stuff and and, and he uh, did
2: play for Thibodeau which means he's got a lot of mileage on him he's
6: got some mileage on him <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so yeah so I think he's this is a, a kind of sit down meeting to let Tibbs explain where he thinks things are going and where, you know, how quickly they can bolt into contention. And I don't you know if, if Jimmy doesn't hear what he wants to hear. I think it could get very interesting very quickly.
5: Wait, why doesn't he just signed joe Kim noah and everything's good
6: <laughs> well yeah right that's 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 the one missing piece and maybe that's it maybe this is what the meeting is about wow yes, we're just gonna pretend is.
4: that kirk heinrich isn't around oh it's yeah
6: testing
1: testing testing
5: one, two, three. <laughs> Oh my that has arrived. <laughs> what
3: happened to your sound ethan
1: um i'm in the car on oh, the
3: Bluetooth. get off I that know. bluetooth it, it hates <laughs> bluetooth is,
4: is it bad? It sounds like you're inside an Amazon package you're being
2: delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I Ferraris think. had good Bluetooth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ethan, I've I'm usually to... like, Jade, you're overreacting with this sound stuff. You sound absolutely <laughs> fucking horrible. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> two it's... ways about it.
1: Well, I'm in a car. I'm in a car. What sort of sound quality Take do you think? Take it do? off that. There we go. Ah, oh, there
7: it is. <laughs> oh, he sounds better. There we go. Oh,
3: Allie. Allie comes in to save the day.
4: John, what does Carl Anthony Towns want to hear out of all this?
6: Hello? Well, yes. That's, that's better, Ethan. That's better. better. What about, does Cat want not... to hear? I, you know, I think Cat wants to hear more about like their plans for him. And Is it, it what is that what John on the call, by the way? way? This, yes, is this is me,
2: Thanks for hijacking the could, story. Could
6: you tell from the accent? <laughs> yes, exactly. I could tell
1: yeah. from the accent. I, I, I know that <laughs> accent anywhere. Um, I, I didn't fun. know. I, I, I didn't know we were talking about serious basketball matters either. I'm sorry for interrupting everybody. Just missed
4: her
6: murder of father's talk. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a brief uh, detour for now. <laughs> I cede the floor to John. <laughs> I, I mean Cat wants to hear where he fits in all of this I think um, I I think that you know obviously there's the whole Bulls segment of the organization and then there are the people who were here before Tibbs arrived and have either never stepped foot in Chicago or certainly didn't wear red and so that there's there's a divide there and I think he's he wants to hear okay what what's what's the plan here? How, how does, how is this all going to work out? Because all, you know, you're seeing one bull after another come in here. And if he's, you know, if, if he's looking for some sort of sign that, you know, they're all in this together, I, I wonder if, if that's the right um, moves to be made. And, 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 if Tibbs is sending the right message there, I think there's some questions, not just with Cat but Wiggins and, and a few other people in yeah. the organization about this. So. John,
2: that's what I was going to ask you. When you were talking about Jimmy and his pursuit, like he wants to pursue championships mm. and, you know, he's on the other side of his career now and blah, 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 blah. How much of this is just, I fucking hate Cat. um cat. I hate uh, Wiggins. They have terrible work habits. They're losers. Um, Get them out of here or else I'm out of here. How much of it is just, he thinks these guys are losers.
6: Well, I, yeah, I don't know if he thinks they're losers. Um, I think that's soft, right? He like, thinks they're soft. I think they're. I think he he well, a few times last year, you know, he would say that and didn't call them out personally, but would say, "Hey, uh, I work hard and I want mm-hmm. this, and nobody mm-hmm. else here you know, here wants it like I want it." The way I have always viewed it is, I don't think that anybody hates each other. Um, I don't think it's past the point of no return. But I do think that there's real personality conflicts and, and, you know, Wiggins is kind of this laid back dude that kind of just sits on the periphery and kind of says, whatever, man, I'm not dealing with this drama. Towns is a guy who works his ass off and wants to be like the man in the leader, but he's 22 and still figuring all that out. And then Jimmy is, is the, the older guy that's ready to win right now and saying, hurry up. Let's go. Let's figure this out. And so they're definitely I mean, these guys are just all at different stages in their careers. And that's the disconnect, I think, right now. And and I think some people, you know, some people want to follow Jimmy and are inspired by kind of the way that he approaches things. And then I think others might be like, man, you know, you're talking about how hard you work again. Okay, I get it kind of a thing. Let's let's move on and and find something else. That's just the, that's just the situation in there. I think it can be fixed. I think they can figure it out, but obviously it's coming to a head this week. I mean, that's the, the real problem here like that underscores all of this is that uh, training camp starts in one week and like five Timberwolves are in town right now. None of them are in the starting five besides Jeff Teague. So there's no towns, there's no Butler, there's no Wiggins. Taj isn't here. Derrick Rose isn't here. You know, um, you know, there's there's just where is everyone? Like, and, and how can this? How can you have all of these questions this late in the off season? That's the really big problem here right now.
5: Hey John, um, how much is the fact that Tom Thibodeau is the president complicating this whole discussion?
6: Sure. Yeah, a lot. Tom, I mean, you know, because it was when Flip was first here and he had the president and the head coach titles, he went through a negotiation with Ricky Rubio on a contract extension. And that was my first kind of glimpse into the problems with a setup like this, because, you know, in a normal situation where you have a separation of church and state like the coach can go to a disgruntled player and say, Hey man, you know, I know that, you know, that, that, that dickhead um, president is, is, is breaking yep. you over the coals. Don't worry about that. I'm good I'm cop, bad you. cop. Essentially, yeah. Right? And do that. Um, there is no good cop here. If, if you're, a, if you're skeptical of Tibbs or you have issues with Tibbs, there's no good cop to play against it because in a per, in an ideal situation, it's okay. Tibbs is the president, and Scott Layden is the GM. At least maybe you have the GM who is the schmoozer, the smooth guy, the politician who's going to kiss babies and shake hands and 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 kind of work those channels. Scott doesn't do that. He's that's not his style. That's not his approach. And, and so, he's, and he
5: doesn't have a history with Cat. Like maybe right. I don't know. John Calipari was the GM. I'm just, I'm just saying, oh, you're
6: just saying, you're just don't throwing
4: that out there. That, don't even yeah.
6: joke about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, fraud back in the NBA. That's the, but th- th- that's the issue. One of the issues that is being faced here. No doubt is that, um, that some people are not yet on the same page with Tibbs and neither one of Tibbs or Layden is very much of the outgoing vision seller um paint the picture type of approach person and, and so there's skepticism and 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 so that it's like who who is going to come in and and be the the, the man in the middle to to try and broker the uh the troops or the, the, the peace and Again, and right Jokey now they don't have that. noah it's jo- it's peace <laughs> yeah. why they brought in the whole thing. because yeah, because Joe Keem didn't like Tibbs for a long time too. So maybe they could – maybe him right. and Cat could uh, could relate on that level.
4: Well, so here's – now this is going to shock you, John, but I said something that Timberwolves fans didn't like. No, um, no. Yeah, I know. It was, it was out of character for me. Yeah. But so I said, all right, let's, say, t- let's say Tibbs <laughs> is the boogeyman, right? He's yeah. the boogeyman. Get rid of Tibbs. Trade Jimmy. Jimmy's a problem. Get rid of him. You still have the issue – that as talented and as good and as good as he wants to be that Carl Anthony Towns is, he still has to change this perception about him. Like there is a perception around the league that he's soft like and wh- not like fans and media. Like I'm talking players and coaches. They're like, that dude's soft. We can go at him. Like, yes, he's he's going to be really hard to stop, but we can go at him and, and neutralize it, right? Like that is a per- real perception around the league. He one has to get rid of that perception by playing better defense for more than just a month every season, and two, he's got to go. He's got to go out there and do it so that in the future people want to play with him. Like it's already hard enough to get free agents to to Minnesota because the three biggest free agent signings in Minnesota history are Jeff Teague, Taj Gibson, and Kevin Martin. Like Jesus, right? Like, what, a, what a what a great list, yeah. right? Two and yeah. two of those happened under Tibbs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two years ago. So so in order to get veterans around the league to change their perception and then want to play with them. Like you can get rid of Tibbs. You can trade Jimmy. Like that
6: perception still exists. Yeah. I think there's absolutely still development for cat both, you know, as a person and as a player in the, in the league for sure. I mean, he's got to, he started out last season playing just really poorly defensively. And you looked at it and you're like, what is going on out here? Um, and, and that really, I think did tarnish his image quite a bit. Um, and, uh, you, but I think as the season went along, he showed improvement and he still got a long way to go there, but, but I think this is part of the process. You know, I, I was talking to someone in the league about this, this summer at, in Vegas and, and they, you know, they kind of painted a painted out for me a little bit more. He's like, what at one hand, He is 22 and a lot of your star players who go through this, this process struggle in this early portion of their career to, you know, not to, to be leaders and understand what that takes and, and understand, you know, what you're going to do with it. I mean, you know, LeBron kind of screws up, screwed up sometimes as a, as a young guy, Kobe, um, you know, all, all a lot of these guys, Kevin Love, when he was here, obviously went through his issues. And and I think that's part of the process. Now, Towns has to prove that he's closer to, I think, the the, the Kobe LeBron side of things than the Kevin Love side of things. If they want to make him the man and the featured guy here for the next 10 years. But I, I do think that I see some of that as happening just naturally as he matures in this league a little bit more. So, um, you know, he's far from perfect, but I'm also a little reluctant to say that, you know, it, it, that it's not going to happen because it hasn't happened quite yet.
2: Larry Bird never struggled with leadership.
6: It's true. <laughs> Larry- <laughs> he <did Hondo. laughs> yeah, wasn't he like, wasn't Hondo like 40 when he was a rookie? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, these guys come in, man, they're like 19 years oh. old and, and cap's been told his whole life that, yeah, he's yeah. a number. That's, that's the other thing about this, the Cat Wiggins-Jimmy dynamic and Tibbs dynamic. Like, look at how Tibbs and Jimmy ascended to their status in the yeah. NBA. I mean, Tibbs is one of the most powerful executives in the league right now. He came through the back door. He didn't play in the league. He didn't have any. He was a, an assistant forever and ever. Uh, he was a video guy, and then he worked it up, and here he is. Jimmy, you know, was a late first round pick junior college. Nobody wanted him kind of thing. And he makes him into what he is. Whereas Cat and Wiggins, number one picks, highly touted in high school, um you know well, kansas John, and kentucky all John, those i don't want
4: to i don't want to disagree with you but cat once told me that no one believes in him <laughs> he, you he you told me well, that
6: when he was a rookie so i i don't know that, that that's true yeah. about him yeah, I, I i think <laughs> everybody will say that right i mean that's right. just what everyone says but and that's also not discounting the work that those guys put in i mean they got to put a ton of work in to be who they are and to get where they're at um but but they're just they've been such remarkably different upbringings and, and paths to, to the, to the top of the top. And, and so that's why you're seeing, you know, this, this kind of divide between the two sides that just hasn't been able to be figured out yet.
5: Hey, John, um, I'm going to present a bunch of scenarios for you. Door number one, this time next year, door number one, Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns are happy and Timber bulls and everything's good. Door number two. I'll take door number two. <laughs> door number two is Jimmy Butler is there and no Carl Anthony Towns. Door number three, Carl Anthony Towns is there, but no Jimmy Butler. And door number four is neither are in Minnesota.
6: Um, I'll probably say door number three um, is the most So Jimmy's
5: likely. gone and Carl and Kat's there.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, I I still think they can figure it out and and make it work, but, um, a lot of the evidence is pointing that there's a lot of strain there and they got to, and, and, and it may not. And so, um, if you make the decision that you have to pick one or the other, the owner is going to, is going to sit with, uh, with Towns because of all the obvious, he's young he hasn't doesn't have the mileage on his body. He's been incredibly productive offensively early early on in his career. I mean, there are all these things that that are in Cat's corner in terms of if you have to pick one to hit your wagon to. The other thing is is as been widely pre- reported is you know as as much of a disconnect as there is between Cat and Jimmy or Cat and Tibbs and and Jimmy and Wiggins and all of this there's still a lot lot of a disconnect between Glenn Taylor and Tom Thibodeau. They're not, they haven't been on the same page exactly either. And so um, if there's, if your owner and your head coach aren't in complete lockstep and your head coach comes to you and says, we have to trade the number one overall pick in the draft who's 22 and already an all-star to keep Jimmy Butler, who had a remarkable effect on this team from a competitive standpoint last year, but also has missed like 15 or 20 games each of the last four years and, and is going to be immediate is going to be needing a five-year deal. That's going to pay him 40 plus million dollars when he's 34 years old. Um, yeah, I, I just, I have to think that that's what's going to happen is, you know, is that they would pick towns if they had, if they got pushed to that point. Yeah. Glenn Taylor's never going to go against towns for Jimmy. And
4: no that's that, And that's always gonna be the Trump card. Isn't it funny that, uh, This whole situation, like the whole dual citizenship between, you know, front office and coaching for Thibodeau came because Glenn Taylor was supposedly so impressed by what Stan Van Gundy had started in Detroit. He was like, oh, we got to do that. We got to follow that. And now, yeah, that was like – so this was like after year one of Stan Van Gundy in Detroit, right? Or maybe year Mm. two. It was early. It was before everything fell apart completely. But it was like, oh, this is where we're going with the league? Yeah. Like, get me one of those guys. And now that doesn't look so good.
2: Well, yeah, and one guy to do two full-time jobs is never a good idea. Well, and remember too, context.
6: Remember too, Zach. Like uh, he had just gotten through having Flip in both of those roles. Now they had a totally different relationship. It was much more father-son kind of a thing. Um, But he thought his impression was as Flip was doing that that this was sort of starting to work. Okay, Flip put together Towns and Levine and Wiggins and Rubio and... They, also, they and, also had a better... They had a
4: better number two guy there in in, in Milton, Newton, Milton, right? Yeah, yeah well, like at,
6: least an, at least great. an active one. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah,
4: yeah. someone not, who was... That's not to downgrade
6: Scott Layden necessarily, but right. like I, I just think very highly of Milton. Right. And and so, yeah, so he had... Yeah, so they, they were assembling this, and whether that would have worked long-term or not, who knows? But there were at least early signs that you said, okay, you can see how this is going. And I mean... But so much of that was like that was Flip and Milt working together as sort of good cop, bad cop. Flip was the good cop. Milt was the was the heavy when you needed it. Um, And and Flip was just this politician. Like he brought the business side into the equation. He was out meeting with fans. He was talking to players all the time. He was doing a lot of those things. And there were still some problems and issues with it but, um, I think Glenn, Glenn's error in, in doing it again with Tibbs was that understanding that just Tibbs is a totally different personality. He's the grinder. He's all business wants to be in the film room, you know, dissecting it all day long. And he's not as big on the relationship side of things. And, you need that in a team president if your coach is not that guy. And so, um, you know, I think that hurts Stan a little bit, too, in Detroit, right? I mean, I think he alienated yeah. some players and things with the way things went as it as, as it kept going. And so, um, so I would say that, yeah, I mean, Detroit a little bit, but it was more so Glenn looking at what Flip had started to build and thought, OK, you know, this is pretty good. You know, this I, I can see how. In, in, in the right situation this this could work and then you know Tibbs was a hot commodity on the market everyone or there's a bunch of teams that were looking at him and and he was a very popular hire when he first was brought in and but yeah the, the dual role thing sure seems to be going away across the league and and there's a lot of questions about whether he's the right guy for that sort of, sort of situation right now.
5: How much of He's this not- is the same thing that, <laughs> uh, John, how much of this is just, uh, you can't fast track Wiggins and Carl Anthony towns because it comes back yeah. to Tom Thibodeau, the higher, not just him as a president of basketball ops, but it kind of felt like it was five years too early to bring in Tibbs. I, f- I felt like for cat yeah. and Wiggins, Hey, when they hit their prime and they've seen, Hey, I've got my points, I've got my shoe contract, I've got my endorsement deals, but I'm hungry for something else. They're not at that stage of their career yet. Um, So I, Tom, can it,
4: you, can you, can you do that slow plan in today's NBA anymore? Just because I think we're so impulsive as a social media totally, culture. Totally.
5: I was, I was. I was just going to get to that is like, I I don't know if I can fault the Timberwolves on that front, but, um, you know, you saw it with Anthony Davis in new Orleans where it was like, let's, let's win now. Let's win now. But Anthony Davis was like 21, 22. Right. And then you have this like second phase of his, um, of his, of his tenure there in new Orleans. So like, I feel like was Tom Thibodeau and I'm, I'm saying this in the past tense as if he's gone, but is that, um, do you think that th- that guy was the right hire for them at this stage? Cause if it's, if it comes at a crossroads of Jimmy Butler, when we traded, you know, that, that package for Jimmy Butler and might lose him this summer or at, at, right now, um, was Tom Thibodeau just like, you know, the, the signal that this thing was, was not going to go very well.
6: Well, I think you, there's absolutely a great argument for that. And, and I, I think I remember writing it at the time and, and talking to people about it is okay. When he was hired, he did get a lot of good press. Um, a lot of people thought, okay, great coach, good move for a young team that's going to uh, – that. He, and, and Glenn, you know, as a 75, 74-year-old at the time, I think was looking for a coach that might expedite the learning yeah. curve a little bit right. more. And, and that's one of the attractive things about Tibbs at the time was like he's going to come in and he's going to kind of hold these kids' feet to the fire and push them to their max – and get more out of them quickly than maybe more of a slower and gradual build. Um, and so you could see why Glenn wanted to do that. And you could see why you know why some people thought, yeah, that makes sense. I can see where this might happen and it might work out. But there were some people that were saying, you know, Tibbs is the guy that you hire if you think you're right on the brink of a championship. He's a Larry Brown type of a guy that is going to come in and is going to really push these guys hard. And you wonder about how long he will last before he wears people out. And, and so for a team that not only was really young at the time, um, but also in the era of the warriors who aren't going anywhere for the ne- weren't going anywhere for the next three, four five years. Um, as, as they were assembling this group, there was an argument he made to say, Hey, look, let's bring in a, a a younger coach. Let's develop these guys. Let's go a little slower. Maybe we won't make the playoffs right away. Maybe we won't you know, try to vault into contention right away, but maybe when the Warriors start to break up, our young guys will be 26, 27 and ready to make their move. Um, and so right now that, you know, with where things stand, that looks like that was probably the 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 better way to go in hindsight but at the time they were thinking that hey we're you know we need just a good coach to just show these guys how to do it let's grind them a little bit and they're going to blossom a lot quicker and what we saw in year one was they only won two more games than they did with Sam Mitchell and that's I think what brought about all of the real changes with Jimmy Butler and and Taj Gibson and Teague and And all of that is like there was a little bit of a panic there. Like, okay, this isn't working. These young kids aren't responding to me. I got to get some veterans in here or else this ain't going to work at all.
4: See, I don't I don't know if I agree with that assessment of Tom Thibodeau in that. Like, what if he's Mark Jackson? What if he's the stepping stone coach to the next era? Like, because I think Mark Jackson, like, well, Ethan, I don't know if Ethan's still on the call. Ethan can probably refute a lot of this. (laughs) But I think I think Mark Jackson was good for the Warriors in that time, in that he did like with the help of some good assistants. He did help them get to a next level, right? Like mm-hmm. he like they became a winning team that could yeah. that could rely on defense and all that stuff. And also, and, the and, Bulls and I think he inspired... weren't that
2: old when he started with them. Like Derrick right. Rose, Joe Keane, yeah. Jimmy yeah. none of these guys were old. Top, well, Taj Gibson was like twenty four when he left SC, but you right. know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, none of those but, dudes were that old.
4: So I wonder if Tom Thibodeau is more of that stepping stone coach, and that like he will get you to that next level, which I think he has done. Done based on the fact that they won what they did last year and they they could have been a 3-4 seed if Jimmy, you know, didn't get hurt. Um but then maybe that is like which is fine. Like I don't have a problem with him being their high-priced stepping stone coach. The problem is
6: then when you make him the president, that's not a stepping stone coach anymore. Exactly. That's that's the regime. Right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Right, is, it's yeah, there, that there's not that plan there to eventually you know, kind of, okay, it, we'll, we'll use this guy right now. And then I'm going to go pluck out the, the, whoever the Steve Kerr is right. to come in. Right. Cause he's that guy. And so the other problem right now that they are facing, and I don't know that this is going to happen, but let's just say that Jimmy Butler in the meeting today um, says, Tibbs, this isn't working, man. Uh, you gotta, you gotta let, you gotta let me go somewhere else. You got to trade me. I'm not going to resign next summer, whatever. Now Tibbs has got to make a decision to trade like his biggest ally and his biggest guy, knowing that he might if he does that, he might be signing his own pink slip. Oh, he'll look weak, with right. the, at least with the young players like he'll look right. Weak. And so that's you know, that's where all of this, you know, stuff is is so tangled and is such a kind of a mess right now is because there are just inherent conflicts of interest built in to this model. That are that invite issues like this, and now the issues are right on their doorstep.
4: But how how much of how much is Glenn Taylor actually paying attention to this right
1: now?
6: Oh, uh, he, he's, I mean, he's not yeah, he's, he's all not, over not it. that he's not that hands on, right? But no, he's, he's not hands on. Yeah, in terms of I mean, he has done. He's very much whatever um, disagreements or or disconnect that the, that th- those two have. He has very much empowered Tibbs to do a lot of what he's wanted to do. Glenn did not want to trade Ricky Rubio. They traded Ricky Rubio. Um, Glenn was not a big fan of bringing Derrick Rose in. They brought Derrick Rose in, Um, you know, Hmm. so like, you know, there's been sort of some skepticism or at least some questions about, Hey, what are you doing here? And I don't know that I necessarily agree, but he has for the most part said, Hey, I hired you. I'm going to let you do what you think you need to do to be successful. I'm going to let you trade our young guys to bring in Jimmy Butler. I'm going to let you um, trade my favorite guy in the world, Ricky Rubio, and bring in Jeff Teague at a higher cost. Um, you know, he's done a lot of those things to say, "Okay, this is your thing, Tibbs. Um, you you make these decisions. Go right ahead." Now he certainly had a lot of input into whatever the Wiggins extension. He's had a lot of input into what they're offering Carl Towns. And, and I'm sure, you know, he's going to have a lot of input into whatever happens with Jimmy Butler eventually, but he's, he has tried to say, Hey, go ahead, Tom, you do this. I'm going to support you. And, uh, and, and then we'll be able to clearly evaluate the job because you've gotten a, a lot of what you've wanted in this situation.
7: Yeah, so, Jim, has he looked anyone in the eyes this off season, um, just to make sure that, that everything's he made, he made, good and they're going to he, he made John. He made John promise that he would do a better job reporting.
6: Uh, yeah, well, and and getting back to what I said earlier, he hasn't looked anybody in the eyes because nobody's been here. You know, like <laughs> like I mean, seriously, the, right now in in town a week before camp is I think it's Jeff Teague. Anthony Tolliver, whose kids are in school, Tyus Jones, who lives here, um, the rookies, Okogi and Bates Giab, because they don't know any different, they have to be here, like James Nunnally, and then a few of the other kind of camp guys are here, but he hasn't seen Towns for months, he hasn't seen Jimmy for months, he hasn't seen Wiggins for months, literally, like, you, you're, you're in Vegas, right, at the Summer League, and at, these teams play their games. LeBron is there sitting courtside, Harden, Paul, you know, all these guys come out and, and they hang out and they party for a couple of days. And then they, they talk to their teammates and they watch some games, John wall, all these guys, no one was there for the wolves. Anthony Tolliver was there. Like towns, wasn't there. Towns came for a meeting and, and, and didn't come to games. Jimmy wasn't there. Wiggins wasn't there. Like no, nobody has been around at all for most of this summer. And, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a red flag right now. I mean, you know, they have a team dinner Sunday night. That might be oh. the first time. Most of these guys have seen each other for like literally months. That should go I, well. I, I want to yeah. talk
2: about Wiggins though. Cause They gave him all this money. Right. And last year, he clearly, clearly was unhappy. Clearly something went wrong where he just played way below his abilities. Right. You can say what you want about Wiggins. He played worse than we've seen him play before that. And for somebody his age, that's just not something that happens. Right. And so how are they just going to like bring back the status quo? Pay, like, as young as he is, as much money as, as they're paying him, how can they just run it back?
6: Well, I mean, they don't have many other options right now because of their cap situation. I mean, you know, even if they want to trade Wiggins today, you might find another GM to take him, but he's not going to give you anything that's going to immediately help you in a major way, I don't think, this season. I mean, you're not going to get even— what, seventy-five cents on the dollar no, for Wiggins right now? And yeah, this is a no, team no, no. and how strong that, is that dollar, right? Like your yeah, first e- one. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and, and and so and this is a team that it's has to win today. this year. Like this is this is a make or break year. So are you gonna are, are you gonna just kind of try and salary dump your 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 third guy and and pick up the pieces and it. go that way? I don't know.
0: I think so, Hall 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 Detroit. Strauss though. Mm. He's
6: bad, guys. Hey, hey.
1: So, what do you guys think about this protocol? Go we ahead. just went. We just went to the dog park, Allie and I. And uh, so, I don't talk to anybody. I just, I, I just not. I'm not with it. I usually Fair. have my headphones in. That's I actually the way to had be. to get off this. I had to get off this call because Allie said I was looking antisocial because there was a whole <laughs> crew of townspeople and their dogs. Uh, and, and so, Allie, social as she is, social butterfly, starts talking people up, starts instantly befriending people. There's this woman, nice enough woman. I'm not. I don't have anything against the woman. Great dog. She exchanges contact information with this with this woman. What? And she gives and she gives the woman my number.
3: No. <laughs> nice move. Oh, of course. Yes. You got a better man. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: that's You're amazing more to
0: be at the dog park than me
1: <laughs> that's the I don't know if you could hear the rationalization the justification uh from from a foot I think away she, I, did, I think she said you don't work uh I think that's that's what was insinuated yeah um although I mean look we're not going to get into comparison on 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 certain things on uh you know vis-a-vis <laughs> payment but uh
7: ethan
1: you said
5: ethan you said there were towns – you said there are townspeople there, but were there butler people there? <laughs> uh, Wait, what's the point to
3: hang out and and have your dogs chill? It's like a, yeah, I think the point is to dog, dog have play date. Dogs,
1: like you vetted the no, dog. You're
0: not giving the okay, Allie. I
1: think Allie might want the phone. Okay,
3: yeah, go ahead, Allie. Hello. Hi, Allie.
0: Hey, he's not giving the whole context here. Of course not. Um, (laughs) There's there's a guy who has a dog named Zelda, and the guy's super cool. And he's opening up a bar that has a dog park attached, and it's like been open for a week. And so we're all talking about going to the bar and bringing the dog and bringing the baby, and we exchange contact information for that purpose.
3: This is what's going on in Oakland now.
4: Bars yeah, with dog, dog parts. Dog the white.
3: Now
6: now Allie's explanation. <laughs> the Allie guy
0: who opened the, the, the bar is not country. white, by the way. Oh, okay.
6: Latin? Are they gonna <laughs> build a nicer dog park in San Francisco that you guys are gonna eventually go to now
2: instead of
0: oh Oh I can't go to San Francisco. Yeah, I like
2: hate San Francisco. <laughs>
0: I do. <laughs> a lot. That is Hi wild. by the way. How are how are you all?
3: What's up, Allie? <laughs> Good. Wait, what do you have the day off today? Did you take the No, day off?
0: so I took the day off because Asher has a doctor's appointment that Ethan can't bring him to, and then we're checking out a daycare in like I don't know half an hour. So I just figured I'll just take the whole day off, and it feels awesome. Nice,
4: so what's, good. Uh, what's the rundown on this daycare? What, what are we What are we looking at here?
0: It's called Nana's House. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's by a really delicious Indian restaurant. Okay. Um, okay. It's cheap, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Discount daycare is always good. Um, daycare. And I don't know. She was a recommendation from like a friend of a friend. So I'm hoping it turns out well because I don't know. Did Ethan tell you about how our daycare plans like totally fell through? He doesn't he doesn't tell you that. Yeah, we had like this sweet setup with this place that was like a 10 minute walk from our house. And she called us and was just like, Sorry, you actually can't start. One of my employees quit. I don't know when you can start. And so Ethan flipped out because he was like, I cannot watch the baby and do all the things I need to do. Yes. And- uh, I know.
5: Oh,
3: your oh, foot
7: that's
0: down, a good move. He put his foot down and I respected it's it. Tough. Can and you so- give us an
5: impression of angry Ethan?
2: Oh, yes.
0: Well, it wasn't angry, Ethan. It was like stressed out, Ethan. It was yeah. like, we've seen he was that just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is too much.
2: I mean, you we've know? all seen this. Yeah, <laughs> this
5: is too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he did, it's just, it, was too it happened much.
5: at uh, Shangdong when we said, Ethan, order. And he's like, I, I can't. I can't.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Much. By, by the
3: way, Allie, Allie, Tom is yeah. able to do it.
0: Tom is able to do it. I the town? Town? <laughs> <to do> it. <laughs>
1: all the ladies all the ladies in charlotte uh don't have jobs and get together and it's just uh, it takes a village and everybody buys into that principle and it's a utopia that's what i got at least in the group chat
5: yeah yeah uh they just drink rosé all day and, and hang out and watch their kids like wrestle each other in the backyard so that's a pretty like good setup luck. in charlotte yeah, well, instead you can do that uh, in Oakland, where Ethan keeps tweeting about the median home price in in Oakland. So I don't know yeah. how you guys are able to manage that. that. Charlotte, uh, not not the case.
1: No, I I, I fantasize, I window shop yeah, other cities Ethan, all the time.
2: Yeah, there you go. Sell your crib in Oakland. The profits are going to be ridiculous because oh you got it nice and early. Make ten and figures, move to Charlotte. Look, like, the, the Tom is, is Charlotte buddies. The, the only All-Star problem
5: is game coming here, baby. We yeah, got the RNC like, coming too. Twenty
7: The issue go. is
5: the issue is my primary
1: value to uh, a, an organization seems to be that I can tell. People about the Golden State Warriors is the only thing. Oh, you think uh, they're not
4: interested in Kemba Walker? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that I would. Nikola be the one. Batum,
2: you crazy boy. <laughs> you
5: guys are. Yeah. You guys are underrating, underrating Tony Parker.
2: Oh, that's right. Tony Tony fuck out
4: <laughs> well, Jade, you may, Jade, you may have to boss over this. Is is there something to Brent Berry joining the Spurs after Tony Parker leaves the organization?
2: Fucking kidding me! By the way, by the way,
1: we've gone to this cafe, and the person that we met at the dog park is uh, we've run into again. So, there's,
2: uh, <laughs> you should text him. <laughs> Did one you up, get buddy? my text? Did you get my text to make sure it went through?
4: That's
7: me. Lock
2: me in, bro. in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what the deal is. I think Ali is far more interested in having friends that people – that you make after age 30 and I think I'm just done. I this think is, just my my friends are my friends. Yeah, I, I, Ethan, I,
4: I, this exchange, uh, that while she explained it much more reasonably than you did, it gave yes. me anxiety to just think about going through that.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just uh, I, I feel – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Why can't I be cool? Why can't I – be open to making new friends. Um, oh, is
5: our think, dog, are dogs not allowed at breweries or bars?
1: Not all of them. Are there are a lot of breweries.
5: Some of them.
2: Man, yeah.
5: He's got to
4: have a patio situation.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every, yeah. every Charlotte bar or brewery is dog friendly basically. And so like the idea of having like an adjacent dog park, it's just redundant.
1: <laughs> it's possibly a little much. I always thought that I could make a killing out here if I opened up a hipster cafe where people it would it would be like a, a playground with bumper cars and people would eat in the bumper cars and the bumper cars would surround a dog park and I would make all the money off the <laughs> hipsters of this area. <laughs> Who's
7: cleaning that up, Ethan? Um, Who's eating I mean, up a bumper car restaurant? Well,
1: just like you you bust your own table, you've got to uh, bust your own dog shit. I, I, I assume. Um, look, man, I'm not any kind of. Oh, yeah. Are you are you like a bumper car savant? Yeah, the dog. (laughs) The dog is really. Bumper cars.
7: Cornhole. That's what
1: Oakland does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're (laughs) We're running into more dogs. Uh, It's it's dog city out here. It's a, it's a means nightmare, but you know what? I wouldn't say that it's Waz's nightmare. I think it's a former Waz's nightmare. Yeah, I
4: think Waz current... is coming
1: around on this,
4: right?
2: I'm, am I coming yeah. around on this? I don't know. You, you,
4: you, <laughs> you, you see the benefits of the dog.
2: I can't, well, Okay. I, and I've told you this before, like right. mm-hmm. walking, walking this dog. Yeah. White people have never been happier to see me. Oh, ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of a sudden you're <laughs> OJ. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Well, Big smiles on people's faces when they see me simply because I have this freaking dog with me.
1: Well, it's, it's not only that. I, I, I tell every single male friend I know and they never take the advice that the best thing you can do is just to, to get a dog. And they don't want to do it because they want to be lazy and not have responsibilities. It's a lot of
2: responsibility to it's bring a that lo- dog in and like – yeah. So that it doesn't piss and shit in your crib, but like but
1: but I would argue that it is worth it just for all the conversations with random women because you are walking a dog. Oh Alice back. Hi,
2: <laughs> it's it's crazy. I will say that. Um I've had the experience in Santa Monica of walking into a building. And an older woman was walking her dog. She was finished walking her dog, and she was walking back in. And I was maybe like 10 feet behind her. And this woman got to the door, pulled it. I'm talking about with two hands, pulled it, as she screamed, no!
4: <laughs>
2: what? I swear to fucking God. She was looking right, like as if I was about to attack her. And kill her. Oh my I'm God. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. What? Uh,
5: I am uh, dead serious. Bre- breaking news. Breaking news. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski uh, uh. at ESPN is reporting that Tom Thibodeau is traveling to Los Angeles to meet with Jimmy Butler today. Original plan had been a meeting in Minneapolis, but that changed in the past 24 hours. Read the tea leaves. yeah oh, oh, yes. John, what do you make of this?
6: I, well, I, I'll say I was never told it was going to be in Minneapolis, um, mm. but. Oh. Uh, which always had my dauber up because, you know, it's a week before camp, guys, and he's making yeah. you come out to L.A. You know, to see him. I mean, is yeah. that is, is that a good sign? Like, I will if it, say, Thibodeau loves Southern California. That's, <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. No, no, I'm serious. I, I, I don't ride. know much about him. I don't he, know much he loves about San Diego.
6: He absolutely he loves, does. He but, does.
5: Did camp um, there last year? Four
6: hours, Jade. It took a four-hour flight. <laughs> But, uh, That's a long ass flight, dude. He, he also loves to sit in his office and get ready for the season. And like, it starts on Tuesday. Media wow. day is on Monday. Wow. And and he's gonna fly out. He's got to fly out there. If this is just a meeting that to, just to break bread and hey, how's everything going, Jimmy? Well, why doesn't he come to Minnesota to do yeah, that? This is
5: amazing. Out? Jimmy Butler just said, no, 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 you come
6: meet me. Yeah. That's exactly what happened.
2: Jimmy yes. Butler is demanding a trade. He's done with Wiggins and Towns. <laughs> David
4: Aldridge reported that he's open to hearing what the Wolves have to say. And that's what going I to L.A., too. guys.
2: Like, he's look. going to the Lakers, guys. Is he? <laughs> is he there? Is he? Is he in their top three of targets this summer? <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's going to be KD. It's going to be Kawhi.
4: It's going to be Clay. Like that's <laughs> who they want.
5: So how They're about if, like, if they'll Wade's take Jimmy and get Jimmy Butler?
1: Man, <laughs> they'll take Jimmy, but this isn't like, all right, now we got Jimmy. Like that's not the case. I mean, that's that's amazing. I'm just I'm just trying to think of if there are any three way trade scenarios. Is there any way that that Katie ends up somewhere and Jimmy Butler ends up on the Warriors because I have to maintain a Warriors focus? I also <laughs> wonder. You probably have talked about this. How much of this is just related to how, in a way. Towns and Wiggins. I I wouldn't call Towns a disappointment, but there is a little bit Wiggins of a
2: huge disappointment.
1: Maybe not as much value provided as one would think based on the uh, superficial st- uh, statistics. And then Wiggins, sure. yes, I would say Wiggins has been a disappointment. I am sorry, Zach, but I would say that.
4: Right, <laughs> With Wiggins' contract. I I don't think it's crazy that he can justify year four and five of that contract i think there's no way he justifies 150 over five the next three years he will be grossly overpaid for his production but i don't think it's insane to think that he can become a 30 million dollar a year player in those in those last two seasons Uh, obviously obviously it scales up because of percentages kicks i'm just saying like the aggregate over over the five years that average out well
6: and that's the problem right
2: well, yeah, that's pro- what I was. I agree, exact- yeah. I agree with Mays. I agree with uh, Mays. Can he do that in Minnesota? So well, I don't think he's in Minnesota for the entirety of
4: the contract. Because I, oh, I think so he could muddy, earn man. that
7: value if he's like the number one guy on like a mediocre to bad team. But if he's the third guy on a good team, number two. Like he, yeah, he might not be a number two.
4: Number two. It's just he's not like. I also don't think Jimmy Butler's going to be on this team past this season. So yeah. I think it's going to
2: become the number two. She's by He's not going to be on this team yeah. past training camp. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> going
4: well, past the end of this week. Thing, and I wonder if John agrees. I don't think they
2: trade him. I think even if Jimmy
6: says, I want you to trade me, it's better if you trade me. I'm going to leave. I don't think they trade him. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the big thing is like, will Tibbs ac- ac- actually pull that trigger? It's if because he's not going to feel like he can get the value of Jimmy Butler, like if right. anything, he's going to
4: like, and, and don't get me wrong. Jimmy is super important to this team. We saw that last season, but Tibbs is going to have an even higher opinion of what that value is with Jimmy, right? Like he's going to have like beer goggles when it comes to Jimmy. Like that's not like, it's not going to be something where he can think about that properly. And so the idea of him getting the value, When everyone's going to think, no, we can just sign him this summer if we want him because we have cap space. And then on top of that, like, they're just going to sacrifice wins this year. Like, that's not his M.O. Like, if anything, he will believe we will
6: win. We will win the right way. And that will convince Jimmy next summer to re-up. And then he'll walk. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, well, here's the the only argument against that approach is, okay. let's say, okay, you don't trade him right now. And you say we can't get fair value for him. Are you going to get fair value then in February when things if things are not going well no. and you and you have to move them and, or else you get literally nothing for him in like three months? like that's that's the risk if he tells you you know that, hey, I'm not going to resign here or if he says, you know, I want to be traded, any any way of 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 intimating that he's not going to be here long term, that's I, I think. Right now, trading them while they're still a full season, you might squeeze a little more value than you would in January or February. If you know the everything's falling apart and everyone knows. Oh, I, um, I, I agree right. with
4: the theory of that. I just don't think Tibbs is going to practice that. Oh, like, I, 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 I agree. And, no, and I that, think I think with him, it's gonna be it's gonna be the relationship of like, no, baby, I'll start taking. We'll go out on more dates. We'll we'll have some more us time, right? Like we'll 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 fix this. We'll turn this around. Like it's gonna be that kind of a relationship if, where hold on. he thinks he, he thinks playing together, winning together, all that stuff
6: is gonna cure it all. Yeah, he could go Paul George and OKC on the bit. Absolutely, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, he,
2: if 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 Jimmy Butler is a poor man's Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> who's a poor man's DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Oh, man, Who could they even get for that they, dude? They already
4: got him for 150 Yeah,
6: Wiggies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, but I think
4: uh, – oh, man. That's my point on this. Is um, like if he wants to go to the Lakers, like again – KD, Kawhi, Clay, those are their top three targets. If he wants to go to the Knicks, I don't even think he's a top three target for the Knicks. Like they're gonna go, they're gonna want Kyrie, they're gonna want KD. They may go after Kawhi. Like he's not gonna be in that top three. It doesn't mean he can't end up in those places, but he may be waiting for a lot of dominoes to fall this summer. And if he doesn't think that, like his agent needs to let him know that that's the case. Unless he's fine going to some random ass team that is cat. Like unless he's fine going to play in Indianapolis, right? If he, he's like, yeah, I'll go. Victor Oladipo, I like that guy, like that in those cases, then fine, go get your money. You can sign right away. But if he thinks he's going to one of those major markets, like those dominoes have to fall first.
5: If the Knicks are going to have K, uh, Chris Stapps, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving on the same team, is there a Dr. James Andrews for knees? Is there, <laughs> is there like, is there one out there? That,
6: isn't oh Isn't oh James God. Andrews, the Dr. James Andrews for knees? Right. Exactly. <laughs>
5: Yeah, because uh, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of knee problems there.
6: That, yeah. that's I want, see,
5: I want to see
4: Kyrie and, and Jimmy together after a year. See how uh, that's Man,
2: well, let's that's play not that part gonna work. Out. That's, that's not going to work out. Well, of all the teams, of, the of
5: all the teams, I'm sure your fans are wanting to hear it. Um, <laughs> what is the logical destination for Jimmy if he says, "Look, Tibbs, I'm out." If Carl, if you hand the keys to Carl Anthony Towns, I'm out.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's you. You look at teams who might want to get right into it and and uh, and figure okay if you you they, whoever who missed out would Philly has assets and picks right now. I don't know how Jimmy fits exactly with the Sixers, but um, but as another veteran guy, he fits who, great because
2: he it? can actually shoot a three pointer.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: okay he'll actually take a three-pointer
6: there you that's go that's true there you yeah go. he will attempt <laughs> them yes so um you know you look at that I, I think the Clippers would try to get in um I think you, LeBron may may eventually if it goes into the season and things aren't going you know as as great as as everyone hopes out there maybe he says hey go get him um, yeah, isn't yeah. that the move of just like, like we're not going to trade you now and you're just going to hope
4: LA kind of implodes a little bit.
6: I think, yeah, that might be, you know, that might be as good of, uh, of a good of a chance as any, because yeah, like there are no good options here for the wolves. If that's the case. And like, if, if that's the news that comes out there, I mean, they're, they're stuck in a corner with training camp about to start and with one of their stars saying he wants out if he does. And then the other one with a $180 million contract sitting in his lap that he hasn't signed yet. Like, like that's not, that's not where you want to be. And so I don't, I don't know that there are any really great options for them right now. And so maybe that would be a case of where Tibbs would, would think, okay, if I trade Jimmy, I'm losing this thing anyway. So I'm just going to go down, you know, swinging and go yeah. down my way. Um, then the final option would be, if Glenn Taylor hears all of this and then orders Tibbs to say, no, you gotta you got to move him. I don't you know, I don't want this to be, you know kind of a uh, uh, dark cloud hanging over us, and we need to get something for him before we lose him next summer that that's you know those are the only things. So yeah, I mean, I, I do, I look at the Clippers, I look at the Lakers. I mean, I don't think Boston would be uh, a mix, a match because it's hard to match up salaries that way to get something that's, that would be really good for Jimmy. Um, so, you know, some of those contender teams, Denver shoot, might, might try and get into it, but would you trade him within your division like that? I don't know. But, um, you know, those are, those are some teams. Yeah.
5: Um, John, I, I just, I just pulled this up. Lee Jenkins, uh, won an award for best American sports writing this year in 2018. Do you know what article he won the award for?
6: The Jimmy Butler Award,
5: right? The Jimmy Jim Butler story. Don't try to Flippers. change Jimmy Butler is the title of the Sports Illustrated story from Lee Jenkins that yeah. won an award. Is a great thing. Can piece. they afford him and
6: Kawhi? They have that kind of cast space? Yeah. Lee Jenkins and Kawhi? Yeah. Can know. they afford <laughs> Lee Jenkins and Kawhi? I don't you know. Lee's making a lot of You know, he ain't walking away from SI for <laughs> Peanuts, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: him hire me no oh, probably not. yeah i think
6: tom would be all over that probably not probably not but i hate I, I you know i i have a, a wife and two young kids so um if it's not the timberwolves uh i'm, I'm gonna be writing for a while so sorry sorry for all of the uh, athletic subscribers out there <laughs> that's a way to that's a way to sell it yeah yeah thirty uh, percent off right now i think <laughs> there you go yeah so uh please sign up so you know i'll be here for a while this Lee, this Lee Jenkins thing, I don't fully understand. I'm not
4: trying to, like, denigrate it. I'm not trying to, to really joke about it. But have they, it, it sounds like they've made him a private investigator. Yeah.
6: And and who better? I mean right. – no, He's very good at uncovering dude, everything, right? I mean that guy does something on Adam Silver and finds someone in Africa to, you know, spend months tracking this guy down and and, and to get an interview with them. I mean, like, you telling me that he can't find out all your – the the skeletons in your closet. I mean, you know, I'd I'd much rather have me investigating myself than than Lee Jenkins. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but why would you like want to announce that he was? Wouldn't you want him to be anonymous? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. why would, would he, you? Hey, Lee's so, so nice. He's very
4: disarming. He he can get mm. that information out. Of you say so like, oh yeah, he's just he's with the Clippers. Like yeah, the Clippers are are you know kind of you know, they're just whatever. Like we we don't have to worry about them. And then all of a sudden, Lee's got all your dirty information.
6: I mean, the, the slick move would have been to like say I'm leaving Sports Illustrated, I'm starting LeeJenkins.com, and I'm just taking subscription for for my for my content. But then sneakily, actually on the side, you're working for the Clippers, and so you call up somebody and say, "Hey, I'm trying to write a story on them." Then maybe they'd be, they'd be a little more willing to talk to you than if you're say, "Hey, I'm Lee Jenkins with the Clippers. Tell me, uh, tell me all your dark secrets."
7: That sounds illegal. Yeah,
4: I mean. What is
6: illegal these days?
4: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know that there are any rules anymore. There's,
7: there's probably no law specifically banning <laughs> that. So, <laughs> You'll yeah, the Lee Jenkins rule. Supreme <laughs> Justice. But I was gonna say uh, it, it's kind of like half private investigator, half like psychologist. Like they, they, he thinks that his ability to understand and relate to players will be an asset to this team in terms of like. I don't even know bringing in new talent. Is that, is it that kind of his role or is it working with the existing talent that they have? It seems like probably both. And it seems like smart,
6: right? I mean, you know, this day and age, I mean, the, we're finding out in Minnesota right now, it's important to uh, work with your players on a personal level and connect with them some way, somehow, and find out, what makes them tick and how to reach them and if you don't or if you're not very good at it you things end up having to, to fly up to los quickly. angeles
4: a week before training camp
6: exactly things start to fall far um fall apart quickly so i mean i i think it's a it's a worthwhile gamble for the clippers or, or an adventure an experiment whatever you want to call it i mean you know that can only help situa- the situation. I would think, give them more information about these guys as people. Like that's what Lee is great at. Right. Is doing it's not that. like they were. It's not like they were killing it before. <laughs> yeah, you right. know, like it was hurt. yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah.
7: Is he the second like major writer to get hired? Like we know about John Hollinger and now Lee Jenkins. Is there another like major writer that's transitioned to front office role?
2: Uh, my man. Luke Win. The Spurs,
3: uh, Goldsberry. Yeah. There's another SI Conway's guy, Goldsberry. too. There's another
7: SI yeah. guy. Yeah, and Luke and Wynn. Luke Wynn on the Raptors, right? Yep. hmm two David of those God. are kind of like Conn, analytics right? number David guys. David Conn was the trailblazer for this. I don't Look know. On. I would have hired Black
3: Trey, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
7: sure.
3: I need someone who can relate to the players.
7: Yeah,
4: but then he's going to try to play point guard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know? The Orlando
7: Magic could use a point guard, they though. could,
4: actually. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> mm. Those uh, those those reports to Lawrence Frank are gonna be awful. Just awful. I think it's oh, just gonna be unreadable. Because he doesn't
6: have Bechtel to save him anymore as an exactly, editor. Exactly. Exactly. We're finally gonna find out what Lee actually writes like. Right. Or at least the Clippers will. Yeah. Because we know the Clippers aren't editing that. I'm dude if if someone could get Doc to like leak Lee's raw copy to us. Oh that's a good idea. Doc's not gonna. I mean, he's got so much,
4: so much less on his plate now. Right. Now that he doesn't get to do front office stuff. Like he's got time to do that.
7: And his son's sure. out of town, so.
4: Right. I legitimately, I've been, I've been reminded like three times in the last two weeks that Martian Gortat is on the Clippers. I
7: completely forget, forget each time. Probably going to keep forgetting into the season. Right.
5: right. I'm just kind of bummed after all this that LeBron James wasn't the one who tweeted out, "I'm coming home for Lee Jenkins," like the. Right. You know, with all – like Dame Dame Lillard becoming the, the breaking news reporter on writing <laughs> writing jobs, that'd be amazing. Also, also Derek Favors got into Yeah, Derek Favors got what's going, that, what yeah,
3: what's going on with that, by the way? What is that?
5: Oh, yeah. Derek Favors did one for uh, – For Tony Jones. Tony. Yeah. yeah.
7: I mean, yeah. that not that just Dame just trolling everyone in a very expert way? Well, can, can we Bossa Nova? Yes. Jake Bossa Nova?
4: All right. All uh, right. Yeah, There's a very specific way the Athletics likes to, likes to have this done Wow James While
5: we're on Bossa Nova, Nova, Nova yesterday Nova. <laughs> oh. <laughs> When votes broke the mark And, and if we're continuing to Bossa Nova yeah.
7: Apparently
5: Alright Alright
3: And, and
2: we're, back. we're back Did
3: you want to hit Wade and
2: this other stuff Oh yeah alright Wade cutting a 15 minute video to, to announce that he's going back to the minute video. What is that shit? Playing?
4: Also, you can't tag it one last dance and then flirt the whole time with retirement, and then go. By the way, I'm coming back. Like that's that's not how any of this works. Great content. You, you get 11 seconds. 11 seconds of my cool. video attention. And I need it. I need everything right there.
2: I can't front though. D Wade is easily my favorite NBA social media follow. Like his sure. Instagram is the most
7: fun yes. to follow. Like is that because there's so, a heavy dose of Gabrielle?
2: Um, you know, funny thing about Gab Union, man. I I watched her in deliver us from Eva, and I had kind of like a grudge against her since that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I just develop grudges over movies with people, man. <laughs> So see. I never really became a yeah Zoe Deschanel. I'm, my I'm God, to go one damn week mad without you ever, ever, up ever, ever, this ever summer. That's never gonna happen. That's the like I'm carrying that to my grave. Like i have softened <laughs> on Gabrielle Union, you know. So I'm like I'm not I don't hate her, but I'm not like oh Gab Union blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying?
7: <laughs> Did you develop a grudge against Sarah Michelle Gellar after watching The Grudge?
2: No, I did. I don't think I've ever watched The Grudge. And I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so that's not even possible.
6: Matt Damon was a jerk in school ties. I've never, true. never forgiven him for oh, it. Oh, no, Matt.
2: You know what happened uh, with Matt Damon? Pro- Project Greenlight. He's finished. Yes. He's finished. That was, <laughs> it's over. Get him out of here. That it's was the one that got you out. That, that was the one. That was oh. the one, Zach. I was like, "Wow, Matt Damon is actually a fucking dick." I just
4: realized. <laughs> uh, I just realized I uh, I wasted ninety nine cents on on iTunes because I rented Downsizing thirty one days ago. I never watched it, and it expired yesterday. <laughs> I just
3: wasted a dollar.
2: Well, he, that's what you give an output in the iTunes reminder. Uh, I guess notifications so. Yeah. What about
3: know. Westbrook's knee, Harper? Oh, he had surgery.
4: Yeah. Are we done with the weight thing? Don't yeah. don't make a ten minute video.
3: Like yeah, I'm not I'm exactly. not even sitting
4: through ten minutes of porn. Jesus <laughs> God. I'm exactly. God. Exactly. He's standing <laughs> for it? Exactly. That's a right. fact. <laughs> I stand the whole time I watch porn.
2: Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs> All right, uh, Westbrook had the um, uh, you know minor operation on his knee. Uh, he's out. What four weeks? Is this, uh Tom? You're the you're the health guy. Should
5: we should we start being worried about this? This is what his fifth operation on his knee. In his was it, was was uh was the word successful in the press release? Because no, he actually died. He actually
4: died on the operating table. Okay,
5: okay. Yeah. Um, of course, of course, it's worrisome. Uh, and the fact that he's had a bunch of knee surgeries isn't a reason to be excited. Like I, I see this a lot. Is that like, hey, he had a bunch of surgeries and he was fine after that. Well, he had a couple surgeries and he needed multiple ones to fix the original surgery or to to alleviate whatever was going on in the first time. So uh, also Russell Westbrook's older um, and, you know, Paul George, he looked great, I guess, this summer, but he's also coming off a knee injury as well. So both those guys are question marks coming into training camp this year. And, and that's a pretty big payroll. I don't know if you guys heard. There's a pretty, pretty big payroll uh, banking on, on the fact that Russell Westbrook's gonna be healthy long term. So
7: I am not worried not about a huge Russell yikes, Westbrook.
5: not a huge rate y- yikes, but it's it's definitely mm-hmm. not ideal.
7: I mean, after the Patrick Beverly thing, uh, when he was at his meniscus, uh, he came back and looked better. And then I've seen that man actually get dented in his face like a yes. like a car. So I'm not sure that he is a uh, mortal and I'm, you know, he's, his, his game should get worse as his athleticism declines, but there's been no inclination that his athleticism is dipped at all. So I
5: think the we'll thing see. you got to worry about, I know this sounds ridiculous, but his conditioning heading into the season, when you miss training camp and you have a bad knee, I think, right. you know, getting into the season and having to rehab on the fly. I think that's, that's going to be interesting to watch because his game is so high octane. That I I just that's the thing I I worry about is that he's just going to go try to go too hard coming off that knee injury with all the expectations, too.
4: Now, this has changed the subject a little bit, but uh, well, actually a lot. Um, But there are reports that Luka Doncic, who I'm a fan of, I've, I've supported him throughout this whole draft process, has been balling out. During scrimmages against Mavericks.
7: Oh, facility. I thought you were going to say gained weight. Isn't that no, the no, no, other no. Thing?
4: No, he, he. Well, yeah. I mean, he may have gained weight too, but he's been like just destroying in these scrimmages. Now, is that because he's that good, or is that because he's playing against
7: the Mavericks?
5: Well, it's a fair point.
7: Probably both. <laughs> is he? Is he? Is it Harrison Barnes? He's just working out against. Harrison <laughs> yeah, Barnes. I think
5: he's just going against Harrison Barnes
4: all day.
7: So we know how that can go.
4: Oh, there's your there's your your lower tier Demar Derozan as well.
7: Oh yeah. Why not
4: Harrison Barnes? Right? Is that is that fair? That's no, because he can actually he can shoot threes, right? Or he, at least he could.
7: Uh, yeah. 2016
4: Finals. Shooting threes. threes. <laughs> oh, those last two games.
5: He Do the they threes. have the same number of uh, three pointers in the finals? Wiggins and uh, Barnes.
4: <laughs> they might. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point.
5: So They've showed up for as many games. <laughs> uh, where's De- is Devin Booker? He's not a. Mm, Wiggins or
2: Devin
4: Booker? Uh, Jeez. That's Booker, great. but oh, I'm I'm not as high on Booker nah, as like as the nah, internet is. Wiggins,
2: but, uh, Wiggins, get well, out! Li- well, here's no.
4: Well, hold on, I like I like Booker's code. mentality better than I like Wiggins' mentality, but I like the physical attributes of Wiggins more than Booker. Yeah. I'm well, like, in,
7: yes. in in this modern game, you want a three point shooting ball handler, so I think you probably take Booker. Yeah, but they're but pretty I also don't, equivalent. I don't, I don't, I don't know really these. want either of them.
4: Whoa, but you like you know how mad the internet would be at you for saying that Wiggins and Booker are equivalent?
2: Dude, mm. How are they not?
4: Uh, there are people who think like Booker is already a star.
2: What is Booker? Whoa, is he a shooting
7: great. guard or a point guard? He's a shooting, shooting guard. Guards, shooting they guard. want to make a point
4: guard this year. Yeah, but I don't think – I, I, I don't mind – I I think I talked about this with John when it happened, but like early on in mean, Zach Levine's rookie season, they threw him at point guard mostly out of necessity but also to just kind of like – kind of trigger some playmaking instincts in him. And, and people were like, why are you doing this? You're wasting his time. And I don't mind that happening early on in a guy's career. Cause I actually think playing down a position will benefit you. Like we saw with Oladipo, Depot who played, you know, some point guard, we saw with Kevin Durant who played some shooting guard. Um, you know, we've seen it with all these different guys and I think it ends up benefiting them long-term. But if you're trying to make him a point guard at this point in his career, um, like, I don't think you're going to find like this James Harden lightning in a bottle with Devin Booker, I could be wrong about that. I just don't think he has that in him. I'd rather just like just go be a scorer. Like you can, everyone knows you can score. You can shoot the lights out. Like just go be a scorer.
7: Yeah, and it's mostly out of necessity at this point because I think what Phoenix is just going to try to run out Booker, Ariza, Josh Jackson, maybe uh the rookie from Villanova, and then eight in lineups just to get like long switchy dudes, and then that's and then let fun, Booker do his a thing. if yeah, it could be interesting unless they play Ryan Anderson, and, <laughs> and then it's a different story. <laughs> then it's less. <like, laughs> fun. Devin
6: Booker six six. I was just yeah. looking like that. Is he? That's. Yeah, I he thought is. he was like six three. Like I, I thought, thought he was 6'4". Like four. Yeah. I he ain't he was no John damn Stark. six six. Get, Get out out of here. You. That's leave <laughs> all rough. Right Jimmy
2: Butler six six. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jimmy
6: yeah. Buckley, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Butler six, Buckley, six, seven, six yeah. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, oh, I'm going to look this up in the pre-draft measurements. I don't yeah, believe that for a second.
6: Best while ref rough said 6'6". Six, because six, I was thinking he's like – he's John Starks. He's like 6'3". Like he's – If but. he's 6'6", six, six, why is he
2: so trash at
6: defense?
7: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't give a shit. He's slow, <laughs> laterally. I mean, I think – yeah, I think people – he he's definitely could have been like a Clay Thompson type player. Yeah, th- but they want to well, make him a ball handler. Okay, so, so. – at the
4: combine, and, and this is always like, all right, you should probably just measure with shoes because they're playing in shoes. But in the combine, he was six, four and a half without shoes, six, five and three quarters with shoes.
2: Hmm. Mm, he's bigger than I thought. Yeah. Hmm. He's a six, eight wings, man. Absolutely.
5: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um all right. Cool, cool. Um John, before you leave, can you say the name Jerry Lundegaard for me, please?
6: Jerry Lundegaard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Lutifus. man. I was born to play a role in that movie. I can't believe I wasn't in
4: it. John, have you ever had Ludifus? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I have
6: avoided it because it smells so freaky. It freaking smells
4: bad. so bad, right? Like I was uh, gonna
6: try it and then it just smelled so bad I couldn't bring myself to do it. No, I I I eat you know, chicken wild rice by the, you know, bucket full. But, uh, right. but, uh, I, yeah, Ludafisk, I just can't do it. What's it? It's just, like a
4: jelly or something like that? Like, yeah,
6: what? it's, uh, I don't even know what all goes into it with some sort of fish bits and all this other stuff. And my, my wife is Norwegian. So uh, even they, even they're like, eh, uh, we can't do this. And so if, that, if that's the case, I'm just like, nope, I'm checking right out of it.
4: This is, this is very inside Minneapolis, so no one else will care. But
6: uh, where are you going for a Juicy Lucy? Uh, Matt's.
4: It's got to be Matt's, Matt's, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. Matt's bar. Yeah, yeah. The it's just, I mean, it's the original. Juicy
4: so. Luz- Lucy is? Please. Juicy Lucy is a stripper was No,
6: uh, Juicy Lucy is yes.
2: <laughs> well, that
6: too. a
4: burger. Right. It's a burger where the cheese is inside the the patty. So when exactly. you bite into the burger, the cheese oozes out. And it is like – it's so basic, but it is – One of the best. See, this is
2: the thing. I've seen so many people try this at home and fail at it. Yeah, no, it's I'm Very interested in in, um somebody actually doing it right.
4: Yeah, we will go to Minneapolis for a live show someday, and we will go to Matt's bar. It is cash only. You want to sit at the bar next to the grill. You get all the, and it's just, it's a basic burger, but the way they prepare the meat and the way they've got the cheese in there, like, oh my God. And, and you the can't, is you like,
6: gotta, a thousand degrees. Yeah, you got to let it cool, cool for like but, 20 minutes. Yeah, you got to let it cool a little bit, but man, it's Ooh,
5: incredible. I just, I just winced thinking about that burning my tongue and being so sick. Oh, sad. yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Incident.
6: It's put it's people in brain. the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Go to Math Bar for the Juicy Lucy. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, anything
5: worse than having a juicy fruit and not getting any juice? Is that possible? Yeah, like sometimes they are they have like a, not an empty barrel, but, uh, you know, it's just a very weak, not really full, empty, juicy fruits, fruit snack. It happens. What also,
0: Reese's Peanut
5: Butter Cup minis are trash because the ratio is all thrown off. Too yes. much chocolate, not Agreed. enough peanut butter.
4: Agreed. 100%. No, I just, but this is yep. why the, the egg, the the, the Reese's Easter egg is perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect ratio because you want way more peanut butter than you want the
7: chocolate. Tom, yes. that's funny because conversely, the, the big cup, too much peanut butter. Mm. Yeah, the big cup's a no. little more. You could shave down. No?
4: The <laughs> no. <It's> Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, run the numbers on this. Yeah, actually.
5: The, 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 the true shooting percentage of the, the Reese's peanut butter cup is ideal.
7: Tom, no, I think is nutrageous.
5: I disagree with that, but I'm not here for the 18 different types of Reese's on the on the on the grocery store. You
6: you know what I can't find anymore? Like just a bag of Reese's pieces, like a a, a little <laughs> bag. <laughs> at, hey, where at, did they go? Like what, what happened to them? Like they're gone. The only so, place like, I can you, find a movie. You get, it's these, movie and you get it's the like Reese's $9. bar. You get the big cups. You get all these things. Like all I I, I just want to find et. Like where? Like how am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna do that? And and I can't find them anymore. It's it's tragic. That's
3: a great point. That is a good point. <laughs> I did it's not up, know that. You get try, them at try, the, uh, Next you still... time you
6: go to a gas station, try to find a Reese's bag of Reese's, and let me know if you do. If you do find them, grab buy them all and mail them to me. So.
5: One of the well, John. Okay, let's get to the real issue here. Why are you eating Reese's pieces when M M&M and M peanut butter is out there?
6: yeah you know i i like it but oh, i just oh, have oh, this uh, oh, oh no i have allegiance yeah. to reese's man i like i like better. them better than the m m's yeah peanut reese's butter.
7: pieces are better i'm with you yeah. on a on a thinner shell maybe. a little thinner shell thinner
3: shell that's it i hate
5: yeah. all of you
7: yeah. i hate <laughs> all of <that. laughs> reese's
5: pieces don't taste like peanut butter it's not
6: Oh my I God. can't believe that Jimmy Butler is about to ask for a trade, and I'm sitting here talking to you guys about Reese's Pieces. But that's great. <laughs>
5: Welcome <laughs> to back-to-back. To back, All right, John. buddy.
6: Thank
4: you, John. Wrap it right. up, Harper. John Cruz, it's the Athletic Minnesota. Subscribe. It's like 30 50% off, something like that. Tom Howard, Big Wads, Anthony Mays, Ethan Strauss, more more importantly, Ali Strauss, Jade Hoy. I'm Zach Harper. All right. See you guys. Later, Later
6: guys. Thank you, John. Thanks, guys. See